Hi, I'm Drew, and this is my podcast. Why does the world need another fantasy baseball podcast? It totally doesn't. There are so many great podcasts and other resources that I thought I would spend this inaugural episode just naming some of them. But I do want this podcast to bring a new perspective to the fantasy baseball industry. There are experts on everything, pitching, hitting, prospects, different draft formats. The fact is, there's always somebody who can do each individual aspect better than you can. But the magic of fantasy baseball is that you have to balance all these things. You have to apply common sense, and that's where the fun is for me. I've played fantasy baseball for about a decade, but last year I got completely obsessed. I think the most valuable thing I've done over the last year is just learn what's out there in terms of competitive leagues, resources, experts, etc. So let's kick off this podcast with an episode that brings you up to speed on my view of the fantasy baseball landscape. Maybe you have some resources I don't know about. I'd love to learn. Hit me up on Twitter at CommonSenseFBB or send me a message on the Anchor app. Let's get started. So the first thing I want to talk about in this episode is the competitive leagues that I have learned about um, and been involved with. So I guess I've just sort of had a fantasy background of, you know, playing on ESPN, CBS, Fantrax, Yahoo, whatever my home league uh, was using at the time. And those are all fine. I, you know, I, I like Fantrax quite a bit. Um, some of the others... Uh, they all have their their ups and downs. Some of them, you know, you have to to pay for certain features. Fan tracks, you seem to be able to get more, but um, I think everybody knows about those. Uh, what I actually want to talk about is 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 the NFBC, the the National Fantasy Baseball Championship. This is actually my first year to be involved in the NFBC, and um, I have just found it to be really cool and fascinating. And um, they have all kinds of different leagues. They have high stakes leagues where you can pay, you know, up to, I think, $5,000 to to join the league for the year. And then first place, you know, pays out something $20,000, something like that. So they have really, really high roller stuff, but they also have leagues you can, you can join for, you know, 50 bucks, 150 bucks, you know, and uh, some of those have prizes for the league where you can win, you know, I don't know, $1,000, if you win your 15 team league, but they also have uh, grand prizes for, you know, uh, all of the leagues of that type. And there's different types and you can just go check out the NFBC, NFBC. you can just Google it. Um, and, you know, different formats, there's a draft champions format where you draft 50 players, um, but you don't get to make any pickups all year. So that you, what you draft is what you've got. Um, you know, it cuts down on the work during the year, so I kind of like that. There's a cut line format where you, um, it's a best ball format, so you draft, I think it's 42 players, and then you don't even have to set your lineup. You, uh, whatever, whoever does best that week, their, their points get counted, so that's a really cool format. And I guess uh, there's an online champions format, which is, it's $350 to play, but it's a full league with, you know, uh, waiver wire, uh, free agents. You have a fab budget for free agents, and then you can pick up players throughout the year. There's no trading in, uh, I think, any NFBC league just to keep people from trying to, you know, join a team with a friend, and then whoever does better, they just trade them all their good players. So, you know, you, you just don't want things like that. And uh, 
in a league for money. But um, the cool thing is the grand prizes to me. So I think the cut line, the grand prizes, uh, I don't have them in front of me, so I'm not going to try to quote them. But, you know, there's grand prizes, some of them, you know, $100,000 and more. Uh, I think maybe for the main event or the, the cut line, it's it's well over $100,000 for the grand prize. You know, there'll be, there'll be 500 teams plus in the main event. There'll be probably 1,000 plus in the online championship. But um, those the NFPC leagues are worth checking out if you're interested in doing something a little bit bigger than your typical home league, if you're interested in, you know, really competing in something that's uh, where there's an overall prize for if you if you really uh, want to come, you know, try to compete with everybody, because there's going to be exp- there's going to be everybody in the industry in these leagues. And um, you're talking experts, you're talking, uh, I think they said there's a, a guy who's a billionaire who's playing this year. So it's just really a neat format. And I, I, I suggest everybody check it out, even if you don't want to plunk down the 150 bucks or 350 bucks or whatever it is to play in a league. Um, and, you, you know, you're not at the point yet where you feel like you can play in the overall, I think it's worth checking out. So one of the things about the format is uh, it's mostly Roto. I think, you know, best ball, of course, is a little different um, for the cut line. But the the main event is a 15-team Roto League, um, and so is the draft champions. The online championship is a 12-team Roto League. And I'll try to, throughout the course of this podcast, I'll try to be very specific about what league I'm talking about or what format I'm talking about, because I, I think it makes a huge difference. Um, we really need to, to do, you know, do a good job of specifying that. Otherwise, it just doesn't make sense what you're talking about. So I like to focus. I'm, I'm actually preparing for my first main event ever. Um, well, this is my first year to do any league in the NFPC, but the main event is a big one. It's, it's $1,700 for the year. Uh, and the grand prize is 150,000, and then there's league prizes, and I, I don't know what they all are. But the main thing to me, it's it's worth it's a lot of money, but it's worth the money to me just to compete in in such a um, highly competitive environment where everybody's going to care. There are no free passes when somebody's plunking down, you know, $1,700 to play. So, uh, you know, I'm really trying to prepare for this draft. Everything else I've done, I've done several drafts this year, but what's what I'm really looking forward to is is the Spain Event League um, because I think there's a there's a there's a bunch of things about a 15 team league that are fascinating. So Roto right away um, is great because you have to balance you know all the 10 categories between hitters and pitchers. Um, with 15 teams, uh, it's a 30 round draft, so you draft 450 players. There's not going to be, you can't really just easily stream pitchers. You can't really just easily uh, pick up replacements that are going to be worth much off of waivers. You've got to, you got to be a little bit more strategic than that. So you really have to draft a balanced team. Um, there's just a lot of cool things about it to me. Um, so. Uh, you know, we're not really going to be talking strategy this episode. I just want to get to more resources, but um, check out the NFBC. Check out the the main event, uh, even if you, if you don't want to put the money down. Um, check it out and, and, and see if you uh, can sort of get your head around 15-team Roto if you've never played it before, because to me, it's a really, like, I'll use the word elegant. It's, it's, it's an elegant format because it makes you balance so many things. And uh, that's kind of what the common sense approach is about, is just you know, balancing everything instead of trying to excel 
too much at one aspect of the game. Um, just real quick, some other some expert leagues that I think are pretty cool to watch. Um, there's Labor, L-A-B-R. I think that stands for League of Alternate Baseball Reality. I think that's right. Don't quote me on that. Uh, there's Tout Wars. Um, I think a lot of those are OBP leagues. Uh, they have different formats. For all of these, they have, you know, Mixed League, uh, NL only, AL only, auctions. So, and it's all experts. These are like invitational only leagues. And then there's the, uh, the TGFBI, the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational. Uh, that Justin Mason started, I believe last year was the first year. And what's really cool about that one is that this year he did a Champions League, a League of Champions for everybody that won their league last year. So there's a 15-team league where every single person in the league won their individual league last year in the TGFBI. So we'll talk about that in future episodes, I'm sure. It's, it's probably the most competitive uh, league I've seen. So anyway, that's sort of the things that I've learned just in the last year about um, competitive leagues. And if you're looking to sort of get more into fantasy baseball, uh, take the game, take your game to the next level, and really compete, you don't have to shell out a thousand dollars or you know seventeen hundred dollars. You can you can get into one that's going to be super competitive. That's going to have a lot of um, serious players for you know one two hundred dollars and i i just think the fun value you'll have over the season it it definitely pays for itself so check out the competitive leagues that's all i got to say about them for now okay let's talk resources um so the the first thing i want to talk about is just getting your news if if you're you know a serious fantasy baseball player you're going to need to know when players get hurt when players are you know, performing really well and especially prospects are likely to be called up or, um, you know, all these kinds of things. The The best way I've found to get news is not actually from a podcast. Um, you, you're always just going to be a little bit behind if you wait for a pop podcast to be published. Um, so I just feel like you have to get it directly. And the, the best source I've found is just uh, Roto World Player News. So if you just go to rotoworld.com, uh, you can click on, you, you can go to MLB player news and you'll see a stream of just sort of constant news coming in. Um, and it'll be, you know, everything that, you know, the, the only complaint that you could have is that it's too much. You know, sometimes you'll get news about so-and-so hit two doubles today or so-and-so hit a, uh, three run home run and, and, you know, you're just constantly getting inundated, but it, you, you're not going to miss out on injuries that happen, you're not going to miss out on, um, you know, call-ups that happen. And it does seem like they get the news uh, in a pretty timely manner. Next, we have um, a resource that I use mostly in the off-season, um, and that's MLBTradeRumors.com. They'll give you a lot of information about um, who's likely to be signed, and then you'll, you'll see it there first, typically when someone is signed. You can get that uh, just about anywhere. You can I, you may be able to see that on Roto World Player News. I just wasn't checking that as much in the off season. Uh, you can see it a lot on Twitter. Sometimes um, Ken Rosenthal or someone will will tweet it first. But I, I did find MLB trade rumors to give me what I needed, especially during the off season. And then as far as podcasts go, there is one that that I like a lot for sort of just a daily uh, roundup, and that's just the Daily CBS podcast. Um, it's just 
kind of fun. Um, and I don't take the analysis. They don't really do a very in-depth analysis, but they do give you a little just some thoughts and um, sort of recaps of the, the previous day. And it, it is a daily podcast. So that's pretty much it for the news. I mean, there's a lot of other ways to get your news. I mean, you can follow enough people on Twitter and then your Twitter feed is your news. But I find that I just like to use that Roto World player news for the most part to to make sure I'm getting an exhaustive list of the most important stuff. Um, so next, let's talk about just general analysis uh, resources. Um, one thing that uh, you know I find is is there's there's an endless stream of <laughs> things out there to read, uh, but some of it is subscription based and. Um, you know, I've tried a couple and I just, I haven't found too many that uh, seem worth it to me. Um, I won't call out anyone, but I will say that, that Rotowire does uh, have some really good stuff. And uh, I really like especially James Anderson and his prospect stuff on there. That's kind of worth the subscription just for that. But I actually like to get a lot of my analysis through podcasts. I, f- I feel like there are some that really just do it well. And, um, and or give you sort of a different take. So the, uh, the latest and greatest thing that I found is the Bat Flip Crazy podcast with uh, Toby. I don't know how to say his last name. He also has a Twitter uh, that, he, that he updates a lot. This gives you a very deep analysis. He goes into the uh, player values and, and talks about his, his own take. And he looks into the profile of the players and, and uh, the pitch mix of the pitchers and the contact ratings of the hitters and, uh, you know, really examines the, the data that there is. Uh, he talks a lot about X stats, which is another new favorite of mine. But if you start with bat flip crazy, uh, you will learn a lot. So that is a great place for general analysis. Another uh, less sort of technical analysis that uh, I love to tune in for is the weekly Launch Angle podcast. Um, Van Lee hosts, and this is just a podcast where they talk about players and news, and it's just straight up wisdom from Rob Silver and uh, Jeff Zimmerman. Um, I also uh, like the Razball podcast. It's it's a bit offbeat and, and strange, and usually I have to fast forward through about ten minutes of just talking about you know what they ate for lunch. But um, once you get into the the uh, meat of the podcast that, where they talk about players, they really have some sort of different ways of looking at things that I find to be pretty useful. And, and sometimes they can call out when when the industry when, you know ninety percent of analysts are saying one thing and it's just not right. So uh, I do enjoy Razzball. And then uh, lastly, the TGFBI Beat the Shift podcast with, uh, I believe, Ariel Cohen, um, who also has a a good Twitter. But um, that offers another sort of alternate view on a lot of things. And and it's sort of like Batflip crazy. It's very data-driven. So those are some good resources to check out when you want to sort of just dive into anal- analysis and um, and try to learn a little bit more about how to analyze players yourself. Um, when it comes to prospects specifically, I mentioned James Anderson from Rotowire. He's also, check out his Twitter. His uh, podcast um, co-host is Clay Link, uh, who had an incredible season in 2018, and, and I think he won 
the TGFBI overall. I think he did really well um, in the NFBC as well. So, and, and probably other leagues that I'm not even <laughs> sure about. But Clay Link, James Anderson, great uh, podcast. Um, and so that's just on the RotoWire podcast, which is a good podcast in itself. It's every day. I think they're on Wednesdays. Um, there's also the uh, Prospect 361 podcast and website. Um, that would be Rich Wilson and Tim McLeod. And Rich does a really good job on the website of breaking down the top uh, prospects for each team. Um, and uh, also talks about it some on the podcast. Prospects Live is another podcast and website where um, they have several um, analysts and even sort of scout types of people that go through and uh, talk with other scouts, uh, break down teams, break down players, interview players. It's a really cool place too. And Prospects One, uh, or Prospect One, I believe, with uh, the Welch from the uh, Bogman and the Welch duo. Uh, he does a really good job of breaking down uh, prospects and sometimes even interviews prospects. So that's cool stuff too. Um, so these are for prospects and for just general analysis, these are the highest or, you know, impact resources that I've found. Um, you know, I've read countless other sites and listened to, I don't know, 20 or 30 other podcasts. And, you know, I've even paid for a couple like draft prep services and other things like that. Uh, but to me, especially for free, but really just in general, these are the best around. Um, if you want more, there are plenty more. Um, here are some honorable mentions um, that are just for fun. Uh, for podcasts, I love The Sleeper and the Bust. Uh, Benched with Bubba. That actually, uh, he's been having some really good interviews lately with, with good analysis. Um, Effectively Wild is, is fun to listen to. The Nasty Cast, Prospect One, I already mentioned. Rotowire, I already mentioned. Um, there's, a, there's just, if you search podcasts, um, there are an endless number. Um, I would check out the Rasball site too, uh, in addition to their podcast. As I said, the Rotowire uh, site. Uh, Fangraphs, of course. Hopefully everybody already knows about Fangraphs. And lastly, just um, on Twitter, uh, there, are, there are a number of accounts. I mean, everybody that I've mentioned so far has a Twitter. Uh, there's sort of high stakes experts like Vlad Sedler, um, who just sort of drop knowledge on Twitter all the time. Uh, Rob Friedman, the pitching ninja, just posts ridiculously nasty pitches, um, you know, from spring training. He's, you, know, you can go check out the Jordan Hicks stuff. Uh, and then I guess all through the season. Um, two that I really want to call out. One is uh, Greg Jewett. He has a list that I have retweeted if you, if you check out the Common Sense FBB Twitter. Um, of closers, um, his sort of take on the closer landscape. He's got a, a tab for National League and American League, and he sort of breaks down who who the closer is. Uh, if they haven't named one, who the favorite is, or if it's timeshare, he shows that. He's got some notes at the bottom from the last week or two. Uh, it's really cool stuff, and uh, it looks like he started it last season or maybe even before that, and so he'll hopefully keep it updated. But that's very helpful to have, and um, then also Jeff Zimmerman has um, a list of spring training data for pitchers um, showing, you know, pitchers who are 
I think it's just fastball velocity, but pitchers who are just really, really exceeding last year's velocity or really, really under um, achieving in spring training. So that's pretty useful um, since velocity is one of the few things that that matters. Um, I've also retweeted that. So the only two tweets as of this minute from the Common Sense uh, Fantasy Baseball Twitter account uh, are those two. So you can check those out. Um, and I'm also thinking about uh, uh, Jeff Zimmerman has uh, good articles on, on fan graphs. So going back to, to that site. Okay. Well, I'm sure I left out uh, a zillion really valuable things. So um, please hit me up. In fact, if you tweet something and I check it out and uh, it's valuable enough, I will retweet it. So, so please uh, feel free to share knowledge um, on anything that is just the high impact uh, resources around the internet um, or podcasts. I'm always looking for new podcasts, even though I need to probably cut down. But um, but yeah, hopefully uh, I can you know bring some helpful uh, common sense to tie everything together. But there is uh, a lot of great resources out there for um, just about any focus that you can think of in fantasy baseball. Um, so that's going to do it for episode one of the Common Sense Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon.